0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the How to Adventure podcast. This is Airy in the Air. Today we are going to talk about a day in the air, which is an article. <laughs> it's an article written by my friend and photographer, Ryan Cleary, and it ran in a episode of, or a, um, what do you call it, episode of a magazine? What's an episode of a magazine called? It's an issue. An issue of Bend Magazine, right? I live here in Bend, Oregon. So Bend Magazine, um, Ryan shoots for them a lot, and he came up with this idea to follow me around on one of my mega days. So in this episode of the podcast, I'm going to read you the article that Ryan wrote I am going to tell you about the day that we had, and then I'm going to talk to you a little bit about Mega Days, okay? And before we play some music right now, you know how on the Ellen DeGeneres show, uh, every day she starts her show with dancing? Well, I think we're going to do the same thing for different reasons, but kind of the same reasons at the same time. You know, I think Ellen dances so that she can get the fat middle-aged women who are at home during prime time to move their asses and so wherever you are right now whatever you're doing don't be embarrassed just move your ass here we go Okay, LCD sound system, thanks for the track. Okay, so I'm gonna read you the article that Ryan wrote. You can hear the magazine right here. Okay, so in the magazine, it's uh, got beautiful photos that he took on that day. It also has this really cool portrait that we took in my living room with all the gear laid out. I'm sitting on my couch. My skis, my bike, my high lines, all kinds of ropes, skateboards, bungee cords, paragliders, ski boots, shovels, roto hammer for drilling bolts, cameras, gimbals, belay devices, luggage, coffee cans, drums, and my beautiful Great Dane sitting on the couch next to me. So, here we go. A Day in the Air, written and photographed by Ryan Cleary. A single spring day of big air lifestyle with adventurer Airy DeLashmet. It's spring in central Oregon. While many people are putting away the snow shovels and getting out the lawnmowers, Airy DeLashmet is doing some gear prepping of his own. DeLashmet, a, ben, a native Bendite and consummate adventurist, is applying warm weather wax to his skis, tuning his bikes, packing his highline gear, and prepping his paraglider. Yes, you got that right, paraglider. For a guy who does a little of everything, there may be no season in Central Oregon like spring. If you are motivated enough, you can carve through fresh snow in the morning, charge over hero dirt in the afternoon, and watch the sunset from a few thousand feet up in the air before returning to town for a well-earned IPA. Spend a day, or even a couple hours, with Airy, and I guarantee you will be driving home with a few sore muscles, including one or two that you didn't even know you had. There's also the lingering feeling that you've just been coaxed into taking a few steps outside of your comfort zone. His relentless sense of adventure and general stoke for life is infectious and hard to ignore. Quote, Life is too short to do anything other than what you really love. If we hold ourselves to high standards of chasing dreams, we'll have a better idea of who we really are and how to be happy, said DeLashmitt. If he's not on an exotic paragliding trip, he's likely a couple hundred feet above the ground on a highline or chairlift, wearing a grin that makes you wonder if you have missed out on a joke. As a writer and photographer, I figured there's no better way to get a sense of for this adventure-filled Central Oregon lifestyle than through DeLashman's Lens. The catch? We would do it all in just a single day. With a tentative plan with a tentative plan and a bucket full of excitement I picked up area at 7.30 a.m. We headed up the Cascade Lakes Highway towards a horizon framed by beautiful bluebird skies. We would start the day by backflipping some prime spring conditions. This was Aries' 18th season skiing at Mount Bachelor, and to say that he is completely comfortable carving through snow and ice would be an understatement. Watching him ski is like watching a dolphin swim. He moves with intrinsic confidence and an almost calculated recklessness that lets you know he's probably having more fun than you are. During one of the rides up the chairlift, I asked about the difference between a skier with five seasons of experience versus one with 18. The answer ultimately boiled down to insight and wisdom. Training the body to f- twist and flip is one thing, but gaining confidence in your ability to evaluate your surroundings and make wise decisions is something that only comes with experience. This thing seemed This seemed to be a common theme in our conversations throughout the day. After a few more trips down the hill, we decided it was time to refuel and move on to phases two and three of the day, biking and highlighting. An hour later, and one super burrito fuller, we arrived at the home of professional mountain biker and local legend, Adam Craig. You know him from this podcast. His backyard is an adventure training camp equipped with a small pump track and a highline strung between two towering ponderosa pines 30 feet overhead. Over the next few hours, I learned the secret to surviving, <laughs> to surviving the pump track, watched Aerie coerce his friends into facing their fears on the highline, and I climbed a tree for the first time in 25 years. Smiles were big and beers were cold. It was tough to leave this adult playground, but as the sun began its hasty descent, we knew it was time to rally once again. We grabbed another serving of rice and beans and charged out of town for the day's last agenda item, paragliding. Of all the activities we sampled, paragliding was the one that most excited me, and not just for the photography. Of course, shooting in the late afternoon light with a vast and epic landscape for a backdrop is hard to beat, but flight in general is also something with which I've been slightly obsessed all of my life. The thought of attaching yourself to a nylon wing, running down a hill, and soaring off with the birds sounds so damn romantic. It's also slightly terrifying, but the best things in life usually are. We arrived at Pine Mountain about an hour and a half before sunset. After a little storytelling and chatting about conditions with other pilots, it was time to get after it. Within 25 minutes, Ari had unpacked his glider and kited his way up the hill as I awkwardly stumbled behind him, firing off photos. Once I caught up, I asked him, where would you lift off? He said, right here. My response was, yeah, but where on this hill? Again, he said, right here. Sure enough, a minute later, he was lifted straight into the air without taking more than two steps. I watched with awe and a bit of envy as he simply drifted away into the warm, sun-soaked sky. If humans weren't meant to fly, no one told Airy. Whether launching off an oversized kicker at Mount Bachelor or soaring over the Ochaikos, Airy seems to be more at home in the air than most of us are on the ground. It's a fact that hasn't escaped his friends. Part of me thinks, I quote, part of me thinks that he lived a bird's life at some point or will someday, said Adam Craig. I spent the next 45 minutes swapping lenses and running around the hill in search of different compositions. At times I caught myself just staring through the lens, wondering what it might be like, wondering what it must be like up there. It was an incredibly quiet and peaceful experience, with only the sound of the gliders cutting through the sky and my shutter opening and closing. As the light was fading and the exhaustion of the day was catching up, Airy made one last downward spiral, and his colorful glider glowed softly against the already shadowed earth. I packed up my gear and headed down the hill towards the vibrant reds and oranges melting into the mountains while coyotes yipped in the distance. On the drive home, I was thinking about the events of the day and wondering what the next adventure might be. After a few days had passed, I started digging through the images with fresh eyes and found myself thinking about the drive that fuels such an action-packed life. How is one 27-year-old so good at so many things? How do you stay inspired to keep pushing yourself when it's so easy to become complacent? The first day I met Ari, he said something that stuck with me. Get involved. Simply step forward and see where it takes you. Perhaps soaring over the Ochikos or across a slackline over Smith Rock. Is it really that easy? Maybe. One thing is for sure. There's no better time or place than spring in Central Oregon to test the theory. Just be sure to pick the right guide. Most likely, Ari will be up for it. Well, that is very, very flattering. Well written. Even better photographed. And very flattering. Um, Ryan's a good friend of mine. Thank you, Ryan, for making that happen. And for your kind words. Hmm, what do I even say about that? So, let me tell you about my my experience on that particular day in the air. We started at Mount Bachelor right in the spring conditions. There's some pretty big park jumps up there. And... um Ryan, not the most experienced snowboarder, but got him into position. He had never really shot skiing, especially in a park or big jumps. Uh, Got him into position and did a big backflip over his head. He loved that. Um, I can do all kinds of different twisty, tricky things, but how photogenic is just a big, gigantic, laid-out backflip. So that's uh, one of the photos in in the magazine. After that, we went to Super Burrito, my, one of my favorite local Mexican joints. They make this burrito with a chili relleno inside of it, which, as a white guy, I can totally get down with. And then, of course, we went to Adam Craig's house, and when Ryan says I coerced my friends to get on the high line, that was me coercing Adam Craig to get on the high line. He's a professional athlete, takes all kinds of risks in his life on a mountain bike, But, man, he's afraid of heights. And he just said no and no and no and no so many times that at some point he just broke. And my persistence won. And we got him out on the high line, which, funny enough, he slid out about, like, 10 feet on the high line. And then I just kept saying, no, go go just a little bit further. Go just a little bit further. Come on, next tape. You just got to get out to the next tape on there. And at some point, he said, Nope. And a hard no. Nope, I'm coming back. Nope, that was enough. <laughs> um, if you haven't listened to what is probably like episode two of this podcast, uh, the interview with Adam Craig, I highly recommend you go back and listen to that. What an amazing person. Lots of insight in that one. And, um, Adam's got this pump track built into the backyard of his house. It's super cool. Um, and Jason and Chelsea of the Yoga Slackers, who are one of the upcoming interview episodes, they're incredible. They put that, they donated that highline gear to me so that we could have that permanently rigged highline, which in January will be three years of that highline being up in the trees. I still walk it. It's sun faded and covered in sap and totally awesome. So, after riding the pump track and doing the highline, we went out to Pine Mountain, had a nice glass-off paragliding session, which we all know I love to paraglide. But let's just talk for a minute about Mega Day and what that implies. So, I was raised in Central Oregon, and I think that my um, mega day drive kind of started with my dad. My dad was a avid water skier, and he would wake me up at four thirty in the morning, and Load me up into the Suburban. Once the boat was already connected and pulled out of the garage, he would, he would do all that shit by himself. He'd get everything ready by himself. And he would wake me up and he'd say, like, get in the truck, let's go. And I'd get in the truck and we'd drive to Lake Billy Chinook. And we'd get there at 5.15, just before sunrise. The only people there are fishermen and there ain't many of those either. The lake is just a mirror. Just a sheet of glass. It's so perfectly still. So, we launch the boat into the water. My dad gets his ski on. And I would drag him around the lake on just perfect glass. First thing in the morning. After he was done, I'd put on my wakeboard. We'd fill up the ballast tanks in the boat. And I would get to wakeboard on just... A mirror. Which, at some point, you stop wanting to jump the wake, and you just want to f- lay down on the water and just slide your body across perfect glass, like almost like barefoot water skiing. And after that, we'd load the boat back up, and we'd drive back to town, and he would literally drop me off to sixth grade. <laughs> He would drop me off to sixth grade after going skiing, water skiing. And what are the implications of that? The, the point of all this is you have to make time in your life to recreate, okay? And you don't find time, you make time. People all the time make the excuse of, oh, I don't have time, I don't have time. No. Time's not something you find, it's something you make. So, if you don't have anything going on in the 4.30 to 7.30 a.m. slot, usually you're sleeping, maybe you ought to roll your ass out of bed and get something going. The conditions are great at that time. So, as I grew older, I started... My multi-sport life started, I mean, at the same time that I learned to wakeboard, I was skiing in the winter, right? And luckily, I live in Central Oregon, and in the spring, the conditions align, where you can go spring skiing in the morning, and you can go wakeboarding in the evening. Well, soon enough, I was a skier, and then I was a highliner, and then I was a paraglider, and I loved to ride bikes. And so, soon enough, the mega days got much bigger, much better. I was a whitewater raft guide, so now there's this whole slew of things you can do in the spring that you could hypothetically do them all in a day. And I like to think that the things that you want to do, that you know you can do, should burden you. They should be heavy on your mind that you need to do that. There are things that you know you can do that you don't want to do that shouldn't burden you, okay? For instance, just so you know what I'm talking about here, there was this time at West Coast Sessions, this big spring ski park shoot thing where all the pros come out and we... They built us this huge, massive jump. And this particular time, the jump was 125 feet long. It was like the one of the biggest park jumps ever built in the whole world. And I wanted to go off backwards and do a double backflip and land backwards again, right? But I was so terrified. I wanted to do it. I knew I could do it. And so I was Burdened, I've just had this heavy, I couldn't hardly sleep the night before. And the whole day up there, every time I jumped the jump, I just like, I was just nervous. And I, I wanted to, but I didn't want to. But I knew I could and I knew I should because I wanted to and I knew I could. I ended up doing it and eating shit. <laughs> One of my bigger blow-ups of all time. But I was glad I tried. (laughs) But I think you should have that. I think that you should be burdened. I mean, too often people try to shed the burden of these things that they know they want to do and they know they can do. Right? And so when you have all these things you could do in a day and you want to do them in a day, But there's this barrier to entry, which is convenience, and it is work, meaning you got to get out of bed at four o'clock in the morning, you got to hook the boat up, you got to put the dirt bikes in the back of the truck before you hook the boat up, and you got to have the skis in the back of the truck, and you got to make your lunch before, and you got to plan it all out, and blah, 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 blah. But if you go through that work, the payoff is just so worth it. You get a whole, the best day of your life. A day that you just set aside to fun and recreation and challenge and and friends and, oh, mega days. So, one particular mega day that I had told Ryan about that I think inspired him to write this article was with my friend Danny Costa. Danny and I loaded up the dirt bikes in the back of the truck And we woke up really early and we drove up to Mount Bachelor. And we went spring skiing. And then as we came down the hill, there's this great spot to dirt bike. And we went and ripped the dirt bikes. Which is super fun. God, I love dirt bikes. Never owned one. If you got a dirt bike to donate to the Area in the Air show, go ahead and uh, email me. Um... And then from dirt biking, we went into town, and we didn't even have time to drop the dirt bikes off. We just hooked the boat up. So now we've got dirt bikes, skis, snowboards, and the boat. And a bunch of our friends met us out at the lake, and we went wakeboarding and wake surfing. And then the day still wasn't over, but there was a big barbecue birthday party out at my friend's house that we, we crashed at the end. We just, you know, the idea of a mega day where you try to fill your entire day with having a blast, man, that's just so good for you. I think it's so good for you. So, take anything away from this podcast. It is, number one, the things that you want to do and you know you can do should burden you. You should feel those heavy on your will that you need to do those things. And the other thing is, mega days are worth the effort. And you should try to fill an entire day with as many different fun activities as you can. It doesn't have to be crazy backflips. It doesn't have to be high lines. It can be hiking, biking, swimming, whatever. Fill your day up because you know you can. We could do all those things in one day. Wouldn't that be fun? Hell yeah, it's going to be fun. Let's roll. So, get yourself a mega day. Let those things that you want to do, that you know you can do, be heavy on your will. Get those things done. Get out there. See you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Love you. Bye.